Welcome back to On the Block. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685. Sorry, I'm in text line, Honda Blinken Hotline. As always, we want to hear from you guys. You can also check out what's going on here in studio or see where Strick's at on the Sarah Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Give us a like, subscribe, share, follow on all of those platforms. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. You can also interact with us on all of those platforms as well. But right now, we got to get to the man, the myth, the legend, the Steve Sipple. Sip, what's going on? Oh, not much. Good to be with you, Nate and Eric. A lot, lot to talk about. Yes, lots to talk about, as always. Again, Steve Sipple, Husker Online, joining us as he does every Tuesday. So, Sip, first question i got to ask you. I see that it just recently broke, and you're the man to ask. Xavier Betts going to enter the transfer portal. Uh, first thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, he's just a, he's an enormous talent. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'm not really breaking any ground there. And I'm not going to break much ground, period, because there's not there's not much to say except he's an enormous talent. He's going to have to convince people that he wants to play and that he's going to be engaged. Um, entering the portal is a good step. Um, somebody's going to. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people interested. Mm-hmm. The question is, is Nebraska? Will Nebraska be? I don't know. I, I don't have that answer. Um, it's very early. Um, <laughs> they need receivers, though. I mean. Yeah. If you're looking at portal needs at Nebraska, uh, quality depth at receiver would rank pretty high on that list. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting situation. But I, I, I'll tell you what, he makes an impression on you with his size and his speed, and he's a he's a good football player. The question is, is it level of want to, and that's what you got to gauge. And I want to ask you about that too, Steve Sipple, Husker Online, joining us. Do you think that maybe he's, or from what you've heard from him, he would keep Nebraska as a part of these discussions? Because, like you said, Sip, I mean this this is a position of need for Nebraska. This is a guy that's that's in your own backyard. I mean, this is a guy that's played for the program. Do you think those discussions are going to be had over the next several weeks? Well, I know we, we live in a world where we always we always. We always want these answers right away, and they're just—it's hard for me to say that. I don't know. I don't have discussions with Xavier. Um, um, I, I, mean, I don't know if Nebraska's on, if he wants to play in Nebraska. Um, I just—I just don't. I don't even know where to start with that. I wonder, but I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody about it. Okay. I was working on other stories today, um, but I—I re- I mean, those are the questions I have in my mind, Nate. So I understand. Well, and, and you talk about the other stories that you're going through, Sip, and that, that obviously in, includes the quarterback discussion. So I don't want you to give away too much of, of what you've been posting. I know people can get that great content from Husker Online, but it looks like this quarterback situation is is, is pretty fluid, and, and we could enter here in the next couple months a, a pretty open discussion on that, and again, similar as we did last year. Yeah, I think so. I, it's really – it could get – I think it has the potential to be intriguing. <laughs> and I, I think there's the, I mean, more importantly, I think there's a the potential for really good competition. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if it does go as I expect, which is, you know, Jeff Sims making an impression in the spring and then Casey 
Thompson, you know, rehabbing his shoulder, getting better as the spring goes on, maybe not participating in the spring, but joining the team for workouts in the summer and then carrying into August, you, you would carry into preseason camp then a very – I mean, you'd have two good quarterbacks there, two proven quarterbacks. I don't mind saying they're both good. It's not hype. I mean, you've seen the film of Jeff Sims, who started, you know, three seasons at Georgia Tech, not three full seasons, but he was a starter for for, for three separate seasons. And what he's what he's done is what he's put on film is legit. It's not all good, but it's, a lot of it is. And what Casey's put on film is legit. It's not good. It's not all good, but a lot of it is. You have two proven power five quarterbacks that could be locked in a spirited competition in August. And that's not to include, you know, guys like Chubba maybe. And that he might, he might be in that discussion too. Chubba Purdy, Richard Torres, Heinrich Harburg, uh, Logan Smothers. I don't know if all those guys will be around, but there's a potential for that. But I, I believe that Casey will be here. Casey is, Kate, I mean, I've talked to Charles at length about his dad, and Charles has just said, bring on the competition. This is, we expect, Charles said, we expected the competition. Um, we invite the competition, and, and, and Casey will emerge as the starter again. Sip. Okay, so listen, let's shift over to basketball real quick. Um, I just basically mentioned to um, I mentioned to Nate, I said, Nate, uh, what's your thought with regards to what I'm saying about the team, of, about Nebraska now in the Big Ten, uh, have a tough little stretch that they have, a couple of road games here. Um, I basically said that this team needs to, to be able to get a one or two of these games, Sip. Yep. But – what do you see as the blueprint for the Huskers' future? Is it similar, would you say, to Rutgers and what Rutgers has been able to do so far, getting off to a 9-1 and home start? And that's what I talk about all the time, is this team taking care of home. Do you see like Rutgers as a blueprint similar to what the Huskers need to do in order to have success in the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. Nebraska is, is – is showing to be quite a bear at Pinnacle Bank Arena and mm-hmm. it's it's done that in some you know, in some seasons to varying degrees but this team has played very well at Pinnacle Bank particularly in the last two Big 10 games i mean those those were big flexes pushing Purdue to overtime and and then controlling Iowa throughout yeah i mean i think that's viable i mean i mean I, that makes a lot of sense eric and the way Nebraska's playing makes a lot of sense in that context. And here's, here's the thing. Nebraska fans have, it feels like a, a lot or most Nebraska fans have gotten behind this team because of the way it plays, because it plays hard, because it fights for loose balls, because it's, because it's of like Fred calls it, connectivity. You see the connectivity on the defensive end. They, listen, de- defense is about effort, but it's also <laughs> preaching to the choir. Strickland, one of the best defenders to ever play here. It's also about brains. I mean, you got to be got to be smart on that end too. And they are. They play smart. Those doubles are well timed. For instance, they 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 get they get to spots where they need to be. So. Um, 
But to answer your question, yeah, hold, holding serve at home is gigantic. And this team, hey, it's going to be a bear homer on the road for a lot of for a lot of for a lot of teams. But I would add this one thing: I'll add, Eric. Now I'd be more interested in what you have to say about this. But I think this team is going to be in a lot of close games. They're going to have to hit shots late. They're going to have to hit free throws, and that's what I don't know. But I think that's what we're going to see in these next two games. Can they hit shots late? Pressure shots, okay? And can they hit free throws late? Because you, you saw at the, at the line in recent seasons, they've come up short, and that, that you can't do that and win close games. You can't lose close game after close game. Well, that's crazy, Sip, that you literally just said what I'm, I just basically said uh, in the prior segment where I talked about that okay. the, it's it's important for this team, and I also think it's important to get Bandamil really going because, as yeah. you just said, they're going to need somebody to be able to get somewhere to get a great shot either for themselves or for the next man, and Bandamil is one of the only guys that – off the dribble that can do that. I think Lawrence has potential to do it, but I still think he's kind of, you know, with a little apprehension about his, you know, game and where he fits in right now on the team. Uh, But yeah, there's no one that really has that sip. And that's why I said it's important that these games got to be in the 68 to 72 range with how well Nebraska plays basketball sip and uh, defense, how well they play defense, and it's got to be imperative for them to knock free, throw sh- free throws down. So they've got to hit yep. shots when they get opportunities. They've got to knock down free throws, and they have to uh, get easy opportunities as well to push that number up with a team that plays defense. You're not going to get stops like you had against Iowa throughout the Big Ten. It's just not going to happen. No, you're, Nights, no, you you're guys not, are going to shoot. You're right about Bandamel, too. Th- those guys, those veteran players, don't show apprehension. Bandamel shows no apprehension. Gary shows no apprehension. Sam shows no apprehension. Derek Walker shows no apprehension. Those are veteran players that have to carry it. Yeah, you can't you can't have guys on the court, especially in a game like this tonight, where Michigan State's going to press pace. They're going to be very aggressive. You can't you can't be apprehensive at all. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a veteran game now. Um, young guys have yeah. their play, but those young guys better be ultra talented and they better be dogs because it's now now it's real. These are men, mm-hmm. and, but Nebraska's got those guys. They caught them, baby. Mm-hmm. They, they got mm-hmm. those guys, and that's what's exciting about this season. Steve Sipple, Husker Online, joining us. Uh, Sip, one more real quick basketball question for you, but I want to flip to football and talk about the coaching staff and, and how that's being finalized. But what does what does that mean moving forward? Because you talk about the fan base buying in. You, you talk about the defensive efforts, the, the diving for loose balls and everything. What does that mean for the program moving forward? Because we saw Nebraska just kind of stuck in the, in this rut during the first few years of, of Fred Hoiberg, and now you've reached a completely different discussion. And if you can just maybe speak on a little bit what this means for the direction of the program. Well, well okay, I'll tell you what it means. This is Well, I mean, we all have bosses, right? And at the end of the day, a certain amount of what you do has to please – your employer, right? Well, what does Trev ask for? He wants teams here that that the fan base can relate to, that the state of Nebraska can relate to. Um, what do you think this team? This team? You think this team does that? I mean, I think it does. And listen, I bet you Trev appreciates what he sees quite a bit. You think how, how you think Trev felt about that team 
controlling Iowa the way it did or or pushing Purdue into overtime. I mean, I guarantee you he appreciates this effort. And I I mean, I know it sounds sort of cliche, but it's more than this team. I, I will say this, Nate. It's more than just diving after loose balls and hammering the boards. It's that, it's that stuff. But they are a smart team. Mm-hmm. And, and you give Fred and Adam Barnes and that staff a lot of credit because, as Sam Greasel mentioned in the post game after the Iowa game, it's not like these guys have been together long. You know, this is a six- and seven-month deal that these guys have been able to to achieve that level of chemistry or, as Fred, like I said, Fred calls it connectivity that there's that, that just doesn't happen. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And Fred emphasized that in the off season. I mean, he emphasized, he, he did things that create, that helped create chemistry. That's all. I mean, that, that takes work just like a marriage. I mean, it, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do things to make it work. And that, I think this program and Fred, and Fred did a good job of that. And I, and I know the boss, has to appreciate it. Yeah, it's Steve Simple, Husker Online, joining us right now. Sip, last question I got for you. If you could just give a, a quick run-through of the most recent coaching hires, uh, and then before we let you go, just your your, your overall reaction. I'm sorry now. What did you help me with that? This The most recent coaching hires, if you could break it down. Oh, who's, the, who's, who's rules. Joining. Oh, yeah, 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 rules, rules. Back to the football side. Strick threw us okay. off a little bit, Sip. <laughs> rules coaching hires. Well, I mean, there's – there's common threads. These guys have a lot, most of them have played for or coached with him. They're younger guys. I, my guess is they're hungry. Um, he once, he, he said, and I thought it was interesting that he's not really interested in celebrity assistant coaches, that he wants those guys to all be on the same page. They all know exactly what brand of football that rule wants. And by the way, it's why it's because of that. I'll use the word connectivity again. That is that rules comfortable with those guys talking to the media, which I appreciate. By the way, the, the assistant coaches will be available, and it's because Matt feels like, hey, we're all on the same page here. Uh, we're, we're not going to have guys going off on, on with their separate agendas or tangents, what have you. So, um, I, you know, they're not. It's interesting to me because there's no high-profile hires. There's not. There's really not. You can't call Tony White high-profile. I've never heard of him. Uh, Satterfield, somewhat. But, no, not. there's no real high-profile guys, and he just hired a 24-year-old to lead the receiver room. Um, it's intriguing. But, you know, people ask me a lot about Garrett McGuire, who's, who turns 24 in February, coaching the receivers at such a young age. The, the only answer to that is this is where you trust your head coach. I mean, or you basically have to. You trust that he knows what he's doing here and kind of going out on a limb. And also Lincoln Riley was 24 when he was a receivers coach or 23. There's other examples. Charlie Weiss was – I think Charlie Weiss's son has made a big impression as a young guy. It happens. Guys do – guys do ascend to that level – sometimes in the early 20s it's although it's been rare here for sure yeah it'll definitely be interesting to see i know husker fans certainly have quite a few opinions on all of that sip if people want to get more great content from you and your team how can they do so 
Well, HuskerOnline.com is the place to go. Uh, HuskerOnline.com, which is part of the On3 network. And, you know, Robin covers – Robin will be – Robin covers men's basketball better than anybody in the market. I don't mind saying that. Um, he writes about it better than anybody in the market. He uh, – Sean has uh, sources for his sources. So mm-hmm. Abby covers – Abby Barmore covers volleyball, basketball, women's basketball at a high level. So it's a good it's a good staff. The only thing I'd say – I kind of was hoping. I hope maybe Strick has talked about this, but I'd like to. I'd like to hear sometime, and maybe I'll just talk to Strick about this on my own. How he would guard Donnie Mitchell. Um, Donnie who put, just put in seventy-one. Uh, I think it was last night, right? Mm-hmm. Seventy-one and ten assists. Um, we don't have to talk about it now, but I'd love. I'd love to watch Eric Strickland guard Donnie Mitchell. Well, if I know anything about Eric Strickland, Sip, it's that he would lock him down. That's for certain. Sip. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be hard. It'd be hard. But those are two guys that, like, they that they're like linebackers. So it'd be very interesting to watch them on a basketball court. Hey, I got to give Sip credit words, or I got to give Strick's uh, credit words due. He did beat the seventy-two and ten Bulls while guarding Michael Jordan. So Strick's guarded a, a high-profile athlete. Anybody. That- and I'm telling you, that matchup would be fascinating, yes. watching Strickland guard guard Donovan Mitchell. I, I know about Donovan Mitchell because my grandson – this is my grandson's favorite player, so I watch him a lot. I mean, he's a beast. And I think he's, I think they list him at 6'4", but he's only 6'2". Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what makes him incredible to me. Well, the reason he's incredible is because he played for the ACC, and everyone that comes out of the ACC is incredible. Uh, well, Sip, that will do it for me. I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you joining us on the block. Oh, God, well, well yeah. Do. I don't yeah. want to get teary-eyed, but you, you, you've been a huge addition. I mean, a huge asset to the ticket. You guys' show is excellent. Your your energy is incredible. Um, they're really lucky to have you to get you in Kansas City. You'll do a great job. Um, I mean, when I say you're one of the young guys that makes a big impression, and you know, you'll do really well. Probably someday you'll be hiring me in Strickland somewhere. <laughs> well, Zip, uh, truthfully, that that means a lot coming from you. Uh, I appreciate you, and again, appreciate you always joining us on the block. Luckily, uh, I've talked to Strick, and I don't think he plans on kicking you off, so you'll plan on hearing from them next week. I hope week. not. Yeah. I hope not. That's right. Well, Sip, I appreciate you. Uh, they'll go ahead and talk to you next week. All right. God bless you. All right. There he goes, Steve Sipple, Husker Online. Some very kind words. I appreciate uh, him and everything that he's done for on the block. He's a great addition. And he, uh, brings yeah. For us. I mean, it's true, though, Nate. That's how we feel about you. I mean, you you have. You, you've been a great spark for us. And it's been a great partner with you. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what your future holds and, and how things pan out down there in Kansas City for you. But all the blockheads are going to miss you. And, and we know we've talked about you still coming on and maybe doing – uh, doing a few, uh, uh, you know, pop-ups uh, for us each week. So that'd be pretty cool to work <laughs> Yeah, out. that's right. You can't get rid of me that easily, Strick, that's for sure. But I, I appreciate you <laughs> as always. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save the sappy, teary-eyed conversation for later this week. You, you, we're not going to get into all that too much right now. But that'll do it for us for right now because we got to get a little crossover action. Jay in the building, DP in the building. We're going to break down some more Husker football, all things happening in sports coming up next. Stay with us on the block. Boo!